Hey guys, it's Girl Mike Pan of the Binding Warrior Podcast. Today's your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. So today's episode, I want to discuss the crab mentality. Okay, C-R-A-B, all right, the crab mentality. And some of you might know what this is, but I want to talk about this today because it's very prevalent in my Filipino and Filipino-American community. It's something that I, frankly, to be transparent, have been guilty of myself in the past. And it's something that I've also been on the receiving end of as I've gotten older. And I wanna talk about that today because I think the crab mentality is something very prevalent in Filipino culture. It's not new. It's it's very much um, ingrained in our DNA in a lot of ways. And I wanna talk about that today and what we can do to overcome it. So if you're not familiar with the crab mentality, if you're not familiar with that term, and I'm sure it's not isolated just to our Filipino community, but it's just very prevalent, right? Um, the crab mentality is this idea. And just think about the image of crabs in a bucket, right? And you get a bunch of crabs. I don't know if you've ever tried to cook crab or try to gather some crabs. But typically what happens is if you get a bunch of crabs and you put them in a bucket, they're going to try to escape. Out of some primal instinct, they're going to try to escape. And what they're going to do is typically climb on other crabs to get to the top. Or if they can find a way to escape the bucket and climb to the top, the other crabs will try to pull that crab down. All right? It's a pretty interesting phenomenon. And we talk about this not, you know... <laughs> in terms of shellfish and seafood, but we're talking about this idea, this, this, this metaphor in relation to our Filipino and Filipino-American community. Typically, when a member of our community tends to try to rise up and tries to elevate themselves um, out of their uh, circumstances, you know, especially if they're trying to rise up to the top of their profession or maybe they're trying to elevate themselves in their business or whatever, or even if they're just leveling up in you know, their relationships, maybe they're getting married, right? Um, you'll see people trying to bring that individual down with toxicity, with negativity, with envy, with jealousy, to bring them back down to the level that they were at. And this is very prevalent in the Filipino community. Filipinos tend to, as much as we're all about family and we're very hospitable, and we've recorded history, we've been known to be very hospitable to individuals outside of our communities. When it comes to people within our tribe, within our communities, it's easy for us to try to bring them down. Right, And I've seen this throughout my life. I've seen this in my own family, frankly. I've seen this in other Filipino families. I've seen this in Filipino organizations. I've seen this in Filipino martial arts organizations. The list goes on. So we need to talk about this. And I think it's important for us to discuss this because it comes from something deep in our DNA. And I'm not, a theo- I'm not a, uh, an anthropologist. I'm not a, a historian. But as a person who's read enough about Filipino history and understanding the dynamics of our culture and how we are, it's, it's kind of easy to understand. Right, so if you look at the history of the Filipino people, and I, before we were the Philippines, right, we were this uh, this archipelago of seven thousand islands, still are. But at at one point in history, we were not a unified country, right? We were actually different people. So it's very common to hear a Filipino uh, talk to another Filipino that they just met and ask them, "What island are you from?" or "What people are you from?" So what, what group of people are you from? So I remember when I first met my father-in-law, when I started dating my now wife. Uh, he sat me down and he gave me the talk and he, you know, tried to get to know me a little bit. And he said, the first thing he asked me is like, what island are your parents from? What region of the Philippines are your parents from? This idea of um, local regional identity as opposed to a national identity is very, very uh, strong in Filipino culture. So for instance, if you're an American, right, you can be from Kansas, you can be from California, you can be from Michigan, and you're an American, right? Now you probably have regional pride from where you're from, but you're an American, right? Now, when it comes to Filipinos, there is this recent idea that, oh, yes, I'm a Filipino. But if you look back at our parents' generation and generation before that, you weren't a Filipino, you were a Cebuano, 
you were Visayan, you were uh, from Baguio, you were Ilocano, you were all these different things, right? But you weren't a Filipino first, you were your tribe first, you were Boholano, Bicolano, you know, the list goes on. So in our culture, we were not a unified people, but a group of peoples. Because each island had its own language, each island had its own culture, each island had its own government at one point. And so we, th this has been passed down from generation to generation, this idea that we are a separate group of people, not just a unified people, not necessarily unified people. So as time has gone on, uh, we have to remember that these peoples were at war with one another at one point. You know, uh, people from Bohol, people from, uh, from uh, Saboom, people from Panglao, all these different regions, Baguio, uh, you know, if you're Igorot, all these different peoples, they were separated, right? And so it was very common for many of these peoples to war with other tribes. And there wasn't this sense of, again, there's this pride in us, right, for our culture. It was more of a, you know, what's that group of people doing to us? Or what are they trying to get? What resources are they trying to get? This is prevalent. And this is actually part of the uh, formula that the Spanish used to colonize us. The Spanish didn't have to really use uh, steel weapons to colonize us. They were able to turn us against one another <laughs> for a very long period of time. So this idea of bringing other people in my community down, it's in our community, right? It's in our DNA. It's in our psyche. It's in our subconscious because our culture has propagated this. And I'll be totally honest. Growing up, I had this. And I don't think my parents taught me to do this. My parents were actually amazing people, very unique people. I might make another podcast on why my parents were such an anomaly as Filipino parents because they never hit me, right? They didn't do a lot of the toxic things that a lot of Filipino parents do. My parents were very, very, uh, just incredible human beings, very unique people. But I remember growing up that this was just in my DNA. I didn't like seeing other Filipinos succeed for some weird reason. And I remember, you know, growing up seeing other, frankly, FMA teachers uh, growing up, uh, gaining notoriety, gaining more students than me. I remember this weird instinct, and I didn't like it. I'm not proud of this, but there was this instinct in me saying, like, why does that guy have more students than me? Why does that guy have more notoriety, more, more, more success than me? I remember thinking that, and I was thinking to myself at the same time thinking this. I remember thinking to myself, what's wrong with me? Why am I thinking this? It's this crab mentality, right? And again, I'm not a historian, I'm not an anthropologist, but just looking at the way our history is, looking at the dynamics of our culture as, as a person within that culture and that community, this is something that's very much prevalent, right? And I'll be honest, even to this day, it's easy for me to play the comparison game on social media. It's easy for me to look at a person in my field, a martial arts instructor, for instance, especially, because that's what my profession is, to look at them and say, well, why does that guy have more students than me? Why does this guy have a larger social media following? Why does this guy, you know, have more notoriety and, and success or, or seem, seemingly has more success than I do, right? And I, I be honest, sometimes I fall into this. And it's not something I'm proud of, but I recognize where it's coming from. It's not from me as much. It's really that crab mentality that's so prevalent in our community. And so I'm a person these days, I'm trying to be a person, the best of my ability, that when I see a Filipino guy succeeding, right, when I see them being successful, when I see them in any field, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be martial arts or FMA. It could be anything. I want them to succeed because if they succeed, then I succeed. Right, And I didn't have this mentality before. I was under the impression that um, success was almost like a resource, right? It's almost like, imagine you were in a desert, living in a desert town, and there's only so much water. And if a guy had more water than you, then he was gonna live longer than you. He was gonna survive better than you because he had more water. It, we think success is finite. Like there's only a certain amount of it in the world. And Filipinos are very much about this. Right, Filipinos are very, very much about this because Filipinos are very competitive with one another. 
right? Um, and so I think it's important that we understand that when a Filipino succeeds, they're not holding and hoarding all the success to themselves, even if it looks like that, like even if they look that way, you have to understand that they're opening the door for the rest of us. You know, um, I remember hearing stories like I, one of the things I, um, I, I recall from my youth. And again, this isn't official information. This is just something that happened in my experience. So take it for what you will. I started Filipino martial arts training in the Philippines, right? I had some experience here in the U.S. Uh, training in a combination like a JKD, Jeet Kune Do, Kali blend uh, through the Inasano, Dan Inasano lineage, right? Uh, by way of the Paul Vunak lineage. If you guys are in the martial arts world or the FMA world, you know who that is. And so I started in middle school in that lineage. And I remember I moved to Southeast Asia for a time. So I actually lived uh, for about two or three years in Thailand. And I would travel regularly between Bangkok, Thailand and Manila. Philippines to visit family and spend my holidays, my weekends there and my, I'm sorry, weekends, uh, holiday weekends, um, and, uh, summer trips there. And I remember training with multiple FMA groups in the Philippines and I'm not going to name them because, and not necessarily because I, I don't like them. It's just because I want to respect their privacy. But I remember training with these individuals and showing them what I learned through Dan and Asanto, right? The Dan Asanto lineage at the time. And a lot of these guys didn't like it. They didn't like the fact that there was a Filipino American teaching Filipino martial arts in a way that was somewhat different than what they were doing. They didn't like that. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, well, this guy's Filipino too, but you have to understand in the Philippines, they didn't see him as a Filipino. They didn't see Dan Asano as a Filipino. In fact, frankly, I get messages all the time and comments on YouTube all the time from people from the Philippines that are very quick to point out my lack of Filipino-ness, if that's a word. Right, because I don't speak Tagalog. I speak. I'm an American, as you can hear my voice. So, they they're very quick to do that. But here's the thing: Dan and Asanto, and everyone who's in FMA knows this. They he has sing almost single handedly, right, in the course of the 20th century and up to now, pro promoted and propagated the Filipino martial arts. He is the greatest ambassador for the Filipino martial arts the world has ever known. And frankly, if it were not for Dan and Asanto, we wouldn't really have a lot of exposure to the FMA world now. In fact, you know, the systems I train in now, you know, Atienza Kali, we greatly respect Man and Dan because of what he's done, right? And so it's easy for Filipinos, not just in the Philippines, but also here, to look at a Filipino with some success and try to bring them down because it doesn't look like what they're doing. Or they assume because they're successful, then they're hoarding all the success for themselves. That's not how this works. We need to remember that success is not a finite resource, right? It's infinite. Anyone can have access to it. It just depends on are we willing to work for it and are we willing to let go of the negativity associated with the crab mentality. And as I mentioned before, there's a lot of opportunity for us Filipinos to really bring each other down, especially when we see a person in a position of whether it be success, right? Or maybe they're in another position of life. And I don't think it's limited just to the martial arts, right? I already talked about or spoke about the the issues regarding our Filipino community and the Filipino martial arts community is seeing this kind of this crab mentality. And again, I've fallen into this myself in the past. I'm not proud of it. But I, I also noticed that this also happens in relationships, right? Like when a Filipino guy or girl gets married, all their single friends tend to get upset because why are they having that position in life? Why, why can't I get married? And here's the thing. I'm not just saying we have to be just happy for people for the sake of being happy for them. But again, it comes out of principle. Success whether it be in business, whether it be in martial arts, whether it be in FMA, whether it be in, you know, whatever, marriage, it's not a finite resource. It feels like that because we think that way. 
But in reality, it's, it's not a finite resource. We all have the ability to grasp onto it. We all have the ability to pursue it. We all have the ability to attain it. So when we look at somebody, whether it be a successful businessman or a successful martial artist with a lot of notoriety, again, we need to recognize that they are opening the door for us. If you are single and you're frustrated that everyone around me is getting married and having kids, and you're trying to pull that crab mentality on those people, well, instead of seeing it like, oh, why did they get that? How come I can't get that? And you fall into this jealousy trap. It may be far more important to recognize, wait a second, if they can succeed in their relationships and they can get married, so can I. That's an important thing to think about. That's an important thing to consider. So as we go into the weekend, we're going to probably engage our family, our friends and stuff like that. And we're going to go out into the, you know, the social life that we have. Let's try to make sure that we let go of that toxicity, right? Let's let go. And I'm speaking to my Filipino and Filipino-American brothers here. Let's let go of that crab mentality. Again, just because somebody in your community is succeeding, it doesn't mean you're not. It just means your time is about to come. You just got to work a little harder, be a little patient, maybe adjust to some things. Maybe your social media f- uh, following isn't not what you want it to be because you're posting crap content. Maybe your waistline is bigger than it is because you're eating like crap. Maybe you're still single because you have a lot of things on your end that you need to hash out to make yourself better for your future partner or spouse. Okay? So guys, I hope this podcast inspired you. Take care. God bless and be the hero in your life.